3: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Being a loyal listener is like being part of an exclusive club or a really weird cult. A tradition better than Sunday dinner with a family. Coming to you live from Atlanta, it's the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio.
1: And you know where We come to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Because when you want the ability to adjust your loan options in real time, Rocket can. We love our friends at Rocket Mortgage. and We're glad you're aboard for the final hour of the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. I'll stay for more. Since I currently don't have a full time job during the week, I, and by the way, radio free agent John Kincaid continues. I, I'm willing to work more if you need me more. But why don't you check in with DA, uh, Anthony, and just see, is DA a little tired? You know, he's, he, he's working full time. Maybe he needs to just, stay, you know, take like 15 minutes off here or there. Free agency is a strange thing. It's a strange thing. It's odd. I've never been in my professional... First of all, my professional life since graduating college. I have never been where I haven't worked two jobs. I've always worked multiple jobs. Two jobs minimum. And sometimes I've worked three jobs. Like right now, I used to have the local show in Atlanta Till a very short-sighted decision based on COVID finances... Put me on the free agent market. I got to watch that. I still air on the station. And uh, then, then we move to... Uh, yeah, we still have
4: another hour, please.
1: Then we move to this show, and then we move to the Shack podcast. I mean, there's there's plenty of... I'm always working. It's strange. Anthony, it's strange to be a free agent, though. I've had some interesting phone calls, and some interesting people reach out. And, and I thank the program directors from... Who carry the John Kincaid show? A few of them have reached out and have just sort of a couple conversations that I have. were like it was very kind, very nice. And I'm like I don't think I would see myself relocating there, but uh, I appreciated the phone call and appreciated the reaching out. So this is very interesting, and uh, a couple of people have reached out because my DMs are open on Twitter. So people have reached out and been like, "I'm I'm praying for your family and everything." I'm like. I appreciate it, but don't, you don't have to pray for my family. <laughs> we're, we're doing just fine financially. Everything's fine. But I do have something to, um, is that I'm, uh, I do have a special intention that if you are a person who is prayerful, that I would appreciate and it has nothing to do with me. Well, it does have something to do with me, but it has nothing to do with me and a job or anything like that. But if you are someone that is prayerful, I would appreciate if you offered up a prayer for a special intention for me um, on my behalf because there is something that uh, is weighing on my mind a little bit. And hopefully it's something that is going to work out well. So I appreciate it if you do. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS is sponsored by our friends at GEICO. Right now, GEICO wants to save you some cash. So they're offering you an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Visit Geico.com, and you will be able to learn more about it today. And I appreciate it when you are involved. Uh, Mitch in New Jersey wants to brag on his Dodgers as we start the final hour of the show. Mitch, are you excited?
5: Very excited. It's going to be tough. And I can't believe there's two more rounds before we get to the World Series. Correct. And I hope you I hope you do get another uh, uh, no, Monday through Friday. Um, well, I'm, sure I'm, from home.
1: I'm sure I'm going to find a way to be able to to make that happen, Mitch. It's just a matter of where it's going to be.
5: I wish I could make a phone call and one, two, three, you know, but you know, I don't have any. <laughs> I don't have I, any big boys. I don't want to work.
1: I don't, don't want to work till next year, so I don't want you working too hard for me too fast. So there oh,
5: you go. And I want Um I You know, um, I think the Dodgers. The Dodgers going to be an upcoming team too. They have a lot of great young players, but. You know, I wanted the Dodgers to keep Manny Machado or Harper, Bryce Harper. I think uh, the Phillies have come down pretty hard on Harper. He's guy a chance, but
1: I don't think the, the the Philly market's been very supportive of Harper. They're not. They're yeah. like Harper's. Not, Harper's been very supported. I I'm actually shocked that he's been supported as much as he has. He hasn't faced oh, much to- criticism.
5: Well, when you compare him to Michael Chow, boy, Michael Chow is like twice, he's put up almost like twice the numbers on an only year.
1: I like, and, and and go back to it. Thanks, Mitch. Anthony, I go back to that when Harper and Machado were out there. I wanted Manny Machado. You did. And, and I think I was right. Harper's really good, but Manny Machado is a bigger difference maker. And he, he's the guy that I thought they needed to get. He's the guy that I thought would have been the better choice, and it didn't work out that way. Jeff in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, joins us. Jeff, welcome aboard. What's up, buddy?
6: Hey, what's up, John? How you doing?
1: Good to hear from you, Jeff.
6: Hey, uh, man, I, I heard about the news there just now about the uh, losing the one job there.
1: Yes, after, uh, 20, after 20 years.
6: Unbelievable. Well, I'll tell you what. Our loyalty is going to be till you retire. We need a good guy on a chainsaw in the woods today. We're cutting, cutting a track of timber. We could use a good extra man. So you, we could probably get you.
1: Have you ever seen me do any kind of manual labor? I don't think you need me. I don't oh, think. we need- have a
6: good. Yeah, we have a good mentorship program. We can, we can move you right into <laughs> our apprenticeship. <laughs> how to <laughs> how- apprenticeship program? How strong well, do
1: you, How strong do you have to be? To be a lumberjack i mean really you got to be strong right
6: i don't know i'm not that strong just wake up put your boots on grab the saw and hit the woods
1: okay i don't wear boots often and i don't spend much time in the woods does that rule me out oh, i don't really... yeah, you're it's...
6: making this job process hard John. i'm gonna have to probably <laughs> you're probably you probably just disqualified yourself there
1: you go you ruled me out thank you buddy i appreciate you checking in <laughs> that's unbelievable Anthony, that might be an idea that we do that. Until I take a full time job again, we do the job fair every single Sunday. Lumberjack out. So lumberjack is out. We're not. I'm not considering lumberjack. Can you picture me as a lumberjack, Anthony? No. Seriously. <laughs> Something that manly and rugged. You're not made able- for that world. No, I'm not. My hands are like a baby's backside. They're that. They're that smooth. Josh in Atlanta joins us. Josh, you're in the John Kincaid Show. How are you, Josh?
2: John, I'm good, man. How are you? Happy Sunday.
1: Thank you, buddy. I'm doing well. What's going on today?
2: So, listen, you know, I've, I've been listening to you down here in Atlanta on local sports radio sure. for probably, I don't know, 20-something years. And uh, we go way back. I don't know if you remember me, but you guys had the Ultimate Fan Contest, right, at one point. Oh, I, and, I
1: remember uh, that contest. Oh,
2: Right? so And then the guy, I think Jerry Ellinger was his name, ended up winning. Yeah, he did. But we all got a limousine ride down to the Atlanta uh, stadium at the time, and we were all up in the sweet box. And I just remember you giving Ellinger the total business about being a Mets fan, and it was hilarious. I mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's so, awesome. That's I appreciate you know, that.
2: Yeah, man. I'm, listen, I've enjoyed you down here, and you'll be just fine in whatever you do in life. Um, the, the one point I wanted to make about baseball, and I, you know I've been watching baseball all my life, you know, the guy that you had on earlier had mentioned that, you know, if you have more teams here in the postseason, and by the way, this is the most fun I've had watching postseason baseball. But his point was, you know, it's, it's going to make the regular season of baseball irrelevant. Well, I hate to break this to you, but baseball regular season is already irrelevant. Right? So you believe
1: People, that you believe it's already irrelevant.
2: Right. It's for the most part. I mean, do I make it appointment television if I'm flipping through channels? Yeah, I'll, I'll turn on the Braves, right? I'll, I'll, but until it gets to the postseason time, that's when I'm really invested. Yeah, you know, that's when my time is invested. So it
1: was fun. It was fun, though. But I think that um, what we didn't what we didn't see a lot of is I was I was thinking there was going to be more upsets, like the Twins have a great season and then they're out like that. I was expecting we were going to see more upsets, but uh, I'm thinking. Thank you, buddy, and I appreciate the kind words. And yes, I will be just fine. I will be just fine. Appreciate that. The job fair, though, idea, Anthony, is not a bad thing. You know, maybe um, listeners like maybe um, Gary from Rocky Top, maybe he could get me into one of those truck driver programs. Maybe get in, you know, and, and I could learn to drive one of those big rigs and get out there in the open road.
4: What's the closest thing you've done to manual labor in your life, job wise? Has there anything been close? I worked when you were at.
1: Younger? I worked at. Rickle Home Center. Do you remember Rickle? Or are you too young for Rickle? No, I have no idea what Rickle is. Okay, somebody knows. Somebody that's listening to this show knows it. It's it's. I uh, used to be. It's like a, It was it was Home Depot before Home Depot. Okay, so it's Rickle helps you do it better. Do it better with Rickle. That was the jingle, and um, they used to be in New Jersey, Maryland, Pennsylvania, Delaware. Connecticut. I don't know if they were in New York, but they were. They we were had in, uh, we
4: had Pergament.
1: What was that? Pergament? That sounds like a, something you take for an upset stomach. Pergament? Yeah. That's what it was called. Now, that's the closest thing I did. I mean, I worked at a Rickle Home Center. And boy, was I good looking. So I was a young guy working at Rickle Home Center. Let's just say the Lonely Housewives of Brumall. Used to love to be shown around the store by young John. They would, you know, can I help you find that light bulb, ma'am? Let me see here. It's on the lower shelf. Let me just go down there and get that for you. You know, there's lots of things that were, you know, much younger time in life. There were, there were, there a much younger time. I don't know. Manual labor was different. When I was a kid, I hustled. During the fall, I would rake leaves. I would rake people's leaves. During the uh, winter, I would shovel snow. If I had a snow day from school, I could earn 70, 80 bucks. I would shovel walks all day
4: long. I did construction for a while. You did construction? Yeah, it was brutal. In the summertime, too, oh, it killed me. Okay, I, I was did so you, beat up at the end how of did the you day. Get a
1: con- how did you get a construction job?
4: Um, my girlfriend at the time, her uncle.
1: So her uncle put you to work?
4: Yes, he did.
1: Now did he did he think that once you started the construction job that maybe she was with a <laughs> a guy that wasn't exactly rugged maybe See I think construction worker I'm thinking a guy who can first of all I don't know how their cars don't stink Because when okay. I come from yeah. when I come from the gym Oh you're sweating you're sitting oh, in the car yeah When I come from the gym I wear I I put this big mat over the over the driver's seat and I still think the car smells, so I have to spray down the car and make sure it smells good. But um, I've got that new car smell spray from O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's, it, it makes it smell fantastic. Covers up the bo smell. Maybe I'll do. Maybe we'll, Maybe next week I'll take some listeners at one point. Anthony will put together a little job fair, and maybe some listeners can help me if I'm still, you know, because I'm still going to probably be in the in the market in the next couple of weeks. Maybe they could come up with some ideas to do this. So Anthony, are you willing to move? If if I took a local job, are you willing to move anywhere I move? Are Absolutely. You willing to, if you're the, willing to pick up and move if I was able to to bring you in on this deal. Hey
4: man, if the price is right.
1: Well, that's the not, you know, <laughs> let's hope <laughs> it is. Let's say good. What if Boise calls?
4: Yeah, it's funny if, that you mentioned that. What, if it's what Boise? One of my good friends just moved there. He's um he's a professor. He just uh, moved there. He's teaching at the um, at Boise State. At Boise State. By
1: the way, it is. have you been? I've been to Boise. No, I heard it's beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous. A little remote for me. A little remote. No offense to our friends in Boise, a little remote. But you know what? I'm waiting for the call. I'm figuring some bright-minded person is going to say, John, it's time to come home to your second favorite city. You know what that is. Vegas. What if Vegas calls, Anthony? What if Vegas calls? <laughs> I mean, seriously. What if Las Vegas calls? <laughs> um, I'm already. All right, wait a minute. I may have to go to commercial now because I'm sweating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just absolutely sweating. What if Las Vegas calls? No, I mean, you know, I mean, look, I there's there's things that um, really appeal to me, and Vegas really does appeal. I mean, boy, what <laughs> what, what if Vegas, what if Vegas? Look, you're thinking about it too. No state tax. Being out in the desert, no winter, great. You have an NFL team. You have a NBA team. What if Vegas calls? They may call. You never, ever know. They could be the one that calls. Who knows? Somebody will. Somebody will get my services at some point. It's just a matter. So next week, we'll do the job fair. We'll have a little fun with it. Sounds we'll do the good. job fair. We'll do the job fair, and we'll see if uh, some other people have a problem. I'm going to tell you this. With no days off in the divisional series, I believe Major League Baseball made a mistake because almost every single team in Major League Baseball is going to have to do a Johnny Holstaff game during the divisional series where they're going to have to have a a bullpen game in the divisional series because you're not getting a day off. There's no day off. To me, that is a, a bit of a crime. Because that's not what this is supposed to be. You're not supposed to have Johnny Holstaff games. You're not supposed to have games where you got to throw four relievers in a game. I don't know why Major League Baseball couldn't have said, you're going to play game one and game two and then have a day off. Just one day off in the divisional series. Game one and game two, you get a day off. Then a day off on the third day. Then games three, four, and five. You could have played both series in six games. In six days on the calendar. And managed to work that out. I think it's short-sighted. Because in the baseball postseason. Let's say you want to bring back Clayton Kershaw. Say you want Clayton Kershaw in a playoff series. Clayton Kershaw can pitch in game one. And he's going to get one start in the series. Unless they bring him back on short rest in a game five. Which to me is something that you're asking You are asking a lot of players to come back in a game five. I don't, I don't like the system that they used. And I don't understand what the rush was. You're in a bubble. There's no need to rush. There's no worry about uh, weather or anything of the sort. Just an interesting, um, interesting decision made by Major League Baseball that I think they will grow to regret. I never regret when we have Matt Chatham on from Nesson, a Patriot three-time Super Bowl champion. And I will ask him, about Outbreak 2020. That comes your way next. It's the John Kincaid Show. This is CBS Sports Radio.
0: This is the John Kincaid Show. Becoming your Sunday habit. This is the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio.
1: And if it's not your habit, it should have been by now. I'm going to forgive you for being late to the party. Whether you listen on your local uh, CBS Sports Radio affiliate, whether you follow along on the radio.com app, whether you listen on Sirius XM 206, we love you all. Those who stay longer, we love you the most, though. You're our favorite children. The NFL kicks off week four. And here's a man who has three Super Bowl championship rings from Nesson, Matt Chatham. And as a member of a preferred organization in the NFL, the New England Patriots. How does it feel to be part of the preferred class as part of that Patriots organization? Because the Atlanta Falcons were in the exact same situation as the New England Patriots last week. And they were told, play the game. One positive test. Nobody else tested positive. Play the game. But New England, uh uh-oh, let's shut it down. Let's make sure there's no problems. What's the difference, Matt?
7: Uh, Fill me in on this one, John. What what was the timing of when that one player? It was Sunday morning.
1: It was was Sunday morning. During our show, A.J. Terrell, the first-round pick out of Clemson, tested positive. And so they had one positive test, just like the Patriots. It was Sunday morning, and they said, nope. Bears and the uh, Falcons are going to play. Now there was an explanation given that well the uh, the Bears were a road team and they were already there, yeah. so and the Falcons were the home team and didn't have to travel. So that was the reasoning that's been given. But to me, I think this is about protecting Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, and protecting the Patriots who are literally the gold standard organization in the NFL that they don't want those teams to be involved in anything that is going to end up derailing the NFL season?
2: Well, I'll just, I'll posit a guess. Let's try
1: that. Uh,
7: okay. I think I think in the instance where the the, the surprise new positive test is at home, uh, there is a, a little less fear because you're not putting them into a metal tube and flying across the country. I think that's part of it. They'll probably believe that, hey, in the event that there's some sort of latency here or some sort of incubation that we've got to, you know, we haven't gotten our, our day-night tests for this guy, but then that sometimes has shown up later for others. We're safe if we can sort of isolate them from the herd here in the town where we are. At least we're not going to put them in an air-conditioned box and, you know, circulate air around them. I, that's probably my best guess. The Pats happen to learn this Friday night. They have a flight that's late Friday night, and they have a flight the next morning after walkthroughs. It's just not enough time to figure out, hey, are we throwing them into this box with a bunch of other people that might get, become infected that already weren't? So maybe, but again, I, I would That's a good theory,
1: also, though. That's also, the best, also, that is the best theory that I could think I, of.
7: I would admit, though, there's also a risk to the way they did it with the Falcons thing. But I think that's probably the best thing. If, if the Pats were in that situation, you'd take you know, Cam, he stays at his house because he doesn't come back in the building. Chiefs pass all theirs, they come. And as long as everyone's day morning test pass, they go ahead and go on at the game. But I think it was the fact that they were the ones that had to travel.
1: Last night before bed, it was the story that the Saints had a positive test. And now yeah. this morning we get the story that the Saints do not have a positive test. It was a false positive. We've had now over a hundred and some false positive tests in the NFL. That would concern me if I'm the NFL. All the all yeah. these false positive tests. I agree to John.
7: John. And I think my first thought this morning when I woke up to that piece of news that the, the Saints guys you know had turned out to sure be, had to be wrong. I was like, okay, well then has cams <laughs> was camps yes to, you know, has, he been, right? has he has he been retested and I, I mean presumably that must be the case but uh i think in the situation well here let's compare the two of these situations with with the patriots and chiefs uh the chiefs had a a, a positive themselves with a a quarterback and the, but he's a practice squad guy and i think your first inclination maybe as a fan from the outside to say oh you know it's practice squad guy maybe he's not with the team as much necessarily um and i actually my first thought was like that could be as dangerous as any because if you're in the quarterback room in the quarterback room i mean this disease doesn't know if you're on the active roster or not. So that one kind of freaked me out, even as much as, say, a fullback, uh, you know, over in New Orleans, because there's a possibility that there is a little bit of space. I mean, it all comes down to the contact tracing stuff, and I don't understand that enough to know exactly what constitutes closer contact. But I would be very concerned about a quarterback room, because just by virtue of the job of quarterback, you know, you, you come to the huddle, you're high-fiving everybody in there, you're, you're very close with the potential for – for infection, at least from the distancing part. So, I, I don't know. I would have been very leery uh, about any time it's quarterback, that's a freak out. That's a little different than, holy crap, the punter has it. Well, he's not around yes. that much, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Now, the in your years with the Patriots, you guys were proud champions. But there was many, many times where people thought, well, we can beat that team. They didn't beat you when it counted. But a lot of those games, your, your Super Bowls, weren't they all field goals, right? All your rings? All Super yeah, Bowls. The, so, when you watch the Chiefs, though, yeah. does there appear to be actually a gap between the Chiefs and the next best team in the NFL?
7: I don't think that. I think one of the things with, I mean, even if the look they won last you know, last time, I mean, at, at, at late into that game, the Niners did control it, and and they yes. made some mistakes late that helped them not, you know, get across that line. And I think one of the things that. And again, this is this will be say maybe this will be interpreted as deriding the Chiefs. I don't I don't mean it that way. I think if, as, especially because as you mentioned it, John, I was on teams that won all the time, but often in close manners. The Chiefs are, are there's a bit of myth making around Kansas City, and it's because Patrick is so excited. Uh, but there was a there was a uh, there was a, a segment of last season where four or five games they were under twenty five points a game, and uh, there were people holding them down in close wins, and a couple of those were losses, um, but. The, the Chiefs last year were not a sixteen and zero team that blew through the playoffs. They had their struggles, and, and they were trailing that... by
1: double digits in the fourth quarter of every game, right?
7: Exactly, in post- exactly. or in the
1: second so, think, half, in the second yeah. half of every postseason game.
7: Yeah, so but I think there is a bit of myth making with them that you know that they're never stopped, they're unstoppable, they're always scoring forty or fifty a game. That that's that the record shows that that's not true. um But you do need to play your best if you come in and play average uh, you're you're in trouble uh but i I do think that if you're studying them and you're trying to figure out how the heck can we get past these guys you know you can't have a day where you defend mediocre or worse and you don't score up or above your your normal so you have to beat their defense it's not about you know it's not about stopping patrick mahomes it's not about you know even slowing them it that that puts you in the mid to high 20s anyhow so on any day to beat them or to surpass them, you're going to have to score. And I think it ultimately comes down to a lot more of that. And a lot of the ways that they ascended over these last you know, the last two seasons. You know, two seasons ago they're they're losing in the AFC championship game, the next year they're winning it. I think in part because their defense played markedly better. Without that, they don't have a championship.
1: Matt, who's the best team we're not talking about as being a championship contender? Or they're not getting enough buzz as being potentially in your eyes a championship contender?
7: Um, I'd say my eyes got woken a bit uh, a couple weeks ago in Seattle. Um, I, I just think in part because the NFC is is going through a little something right now overall. Um, I would say, you know, San Francisco, by virtue of losing your quarterback and just having an absolute injury bomb go off across the roster isn't what I think a lot of people presume. So you, you take one possible contender, move sure. it down a notch. The Saints have dropped a couple now. And the Saints... Or, you know They went through their own little calamity here with the positive or not, last-minute kind of thing. I mean, if that affects them in any way today, you're behind the eight ball a little bit here early in the season at the quarter pool. So if you take a couple of the big hitters, and they're not where you think they're going to be, and Seattle was an okay just under the board sort of a playoff team a year ago, and they looked pretty smoking through three weeks. I think they're the kind of team that you know, they're going to need to defend better to win a championship ultimately, but the offense is playing at its, its sort of historical high. So that's a team to obviously keep an eye on, uh, especially with Green Bay. Green Bay ascends. Um, Minnesota looks to have fallen up dramatically so to where they're they're kind of out of the conversation. So I think obvi- ultimately the NFC West might have someone pop out of there that wasn't you know, the same quality as a year ago.
1: I made a statement today earlier on in the show, and I'm almost ashamed of myself as a fan, that I look at it now as the Eagles Super Bowl championship, and I almost look at it not as a fluke, but it's just one of those magical things that happens in sports where for a period of time magic happens and it's not, and it wasn't sustainable. It appears to me now, clearly they couldn't sustain it. Uh, do you sort of look at it the same way?
7: I think the, I, I just only can draw on the lessons of my own life, I guess. And I think if we look at uh, Scott Pioli had actually spoken about this pretty extensively and, and Bill has alluded to it as well over the years, but we won our, our O one championship over the Rams and uh, you know we were a nine and seventeen the next year in 0-2 and we didn't qualify for the playoffs. And they really overdid the roster. And it was a complete makeover when you start looking at '03 and '04. Sure. You know, they they invested heavily and in, you know heavily in early rounds in places they felt like we weren't strong enough in '01. So it kind of helps you re-understand or understand again uh, what the O season was a oh, one, one, oh, excuse me oh, one season was. It was magical, kind of like you say, right things hit, right things happen. But you couldn't line up an O two with those same fifty three people and expect to you know to win another one necessarily. So I think it's always a work in progress. You kind of hold that in a, in a special place. It's amazing what we did that one time, but you're not going to necessarily be able to line up and do it over again or reinvest in guys who you had at one rate at that time and now we're going to cost much more and maybe you're not going to get the same production from them. So it's it's an ongoing thing and it's really hard to do it again. I think it's on the Chiefs right now to prove that they can, but they've they've got a, a nice start to the season anyway. yeah.
1: Okay, what's on the grill? Because that is one of the things. If you follow Matt on social media, you always know what he's cooking. So, what is on the grill for a Sunday at the Chatham household?
7: John, it, this is—it it, it pains me to say this, buddy—but uh, I've been uh, my super smoker, my big beast that I that I put out on yes. social media all the time. So I have actually between moves. I know a lot of people in life have to do this, but we were moving from one house to the next, and you had to I had get to rid of it. To, no, I had to go to an apartment oh. for a few months here throw everything in storage so i'm on like a two month sabbatical from smoking food so i'm having to you know cook and cast iron over ovens and you know over the stove and i just it's it's i'm completely out of my element right now so when you right even bring wrong. up the idea of smoking a little tear rolls down my eyes so it's, <laughs> not, it's not happening right now pal.
1: matt it's always a pleasure man thank you so much for your time
7: all right bud. take care
0: the best hair in sports radio just ask him welcome back to the jk show on cbs sports radio
1: you don't have to ask me just look by the way the um do you like the new avatar anthony i thought what's that would what be people's fun. avatar looking better than the,
4: like the actual person
1: well that avatar doesn't exactly apply to me
4: well, that's what i was getting to well, you really should. The avatar looks really, really good.
1: That's because I am very, very good looking. And the best—I mean, seriously—sports talk radio does not have a doesn't have a cavalcade of good-looking people.
4: And you also, you honest? have to be the best at something because your NFL picks—they're
1: horrible. They're horrible. I'm telling you. Even the Boston Legal theme can't cover up the smell of my picks. Woof. Oh, it's terrible absolutely terrible Woof. okay I got it for you here though let's do it right now before we get to the phone calls at 855-212-4CBS if you want to jump in with us at 855-212-4CBS let's get to my luscious locks it's
0: time for JK's luscious locks this NFL Sunday
1: Unlike most sports radio shows around the country, uh, our pick segment does not drag on and on and on, mainly because of the fact that my picks stink, and I don't want to drag down the show with it. But the luscious locks are off to a three-week losing streak, one and two each week. So here we go, three and six on the season. I'll see if I can recover today. The Bears at home versus Indianapolis is a home dog. Take them. I'll take the Bears plus three. Come on, Nikki Foles. I'll take the Dolphins as a home dog versus the Seattle Seahawks. Dolphins getting five and a half. Oh, the Dolphins are terrible, right? Wrong. They may win this game outright. I'll take the Dolphins in the five and a half. And then I will join my, one of my favorite adopted cities, Las Vegas. I will take the Raiders versus the Buffalo Bills. Yes, I believe the Buffalo Bills are one of the best teams in football. I think they're very, very interesting. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. But I also believe that they're young and they can be tripped up and they haven't experienced all this success. I think it could end up hurting them. So there you go. Those are my luscious locks for the week. Let's lay it out for you once again. Bears plus three. Dolphins plus five and a half. Raiders plus three and a half. For those of you in sports radio, that was a minute and 13 seconds. Pick segments are terrible for sports radio. I'm just telling you. I know you think your picks are very exciting for people. They're terrible sports radio. Take it. Take it. Just take, take the advice for what it's worth. Let me just give you the heads up there. If you want to get in with us, you can at 855 212 4CBS. 855 212 4CBS. I don't understand why Major League Baseball had to do this, not reshuffling the deck. I don't understand why they felt the need to not have it whereby they were going to reshuffle the deck. Why would the worst team not face the best team? The worst team left the Marlins. The Marlins should be playing the Dodgers. That should be the Dodgers' benefit for having the best record in the National League. But for some reason, Major League Baseball dropped it this year with that. Made no sense. It shouldn't be. The Dodgers should have the opportunity to play the Marlins. They should be playing the easiest team left on the board. We'll see if the Marlins can work their postseason magic, though. But it is one of the things I'm going to be watching for this week. And no days off. It's still a strange concept to me in this series. I have no idea why you would want your best. Let's say it's the American League Divisional Series. Game one is on Monday. You send your best starter out in Game One. Game Two's on Tuesday. Game Three's on Wednesday. Game Four is on Thursday. You can't start your Game One starter in Game Two, in Game Three, or Game Four. And by the way, we won't have any rainouts in this. The only way you can use a starting pitcher twice during the divisional series is if they come back on short rest, three games rest, or they just get used as a reliever. Does that really do its, its best to show you who the best team is? Plus, as was pointed out earlier by JJ on the show, when you put the, the baseball teams into stadiums where the ball doesn't fly out of them as much, it is a disadvantage to some of those teams. Yankees and the Braves love to hit homers. So they generate a ton of their offense, the long ball. They're not going to be able to do that most likely in the stadiums they're in, they're not going to be able to do that. They're more pitcher-friendly parks. How much does that play into things? It's a storyline to watch. I've got two teams today that might not be very motivated to play each other. The Bengals and the Jaguars. Yeah, I know. The Bengals are 0 and one And Joe Burrow has been impressive. He really has. But the Bengals would love, especially now of what they've seen out of Joe Burrow, Wouldn't they love to have one of the top picks in this year's draft, too? Yeah, they're not going to draft a quarterback if Joe Burrow continues to be what we think he is, and he looks pretty awesome. But are the Cincinnati Bengals going to be, wouldn't they want to control this draft? Wouldn't you want to be on top to be able to say, two of the top 33 players in this draft are going to wear Cincinnati Bengals colors? So we can build around Joe Burrow, we think we got the quarterback position right. And for the Jaguars. I know Minshew mania is a, is a fun thing. But if the Jaguars get to 2-2 two and two today, they're pretty much guaranteeing themselves that they're going to play themselves out of a top five or six pick. And I think we're going to be talking about a team that is changing over its coaching staff, front office, and everything, and going with the new staff. Don't you want to have the best collection of picks available to be able to address the best candidate that will be on the market? I said it earlier, 49ers play the Eagles tonight. Who's playing? Have you seen the injury report for this game? I've never seen anything like it. And I said it to you before, 49ers take care of business today. If they're able to do that against the Eagles, the Eagles drop to 0-3-1. I don't know that it's the end of Doug Peterson. It might be the end of Howie Roseman and his time in Philly, and it doesn't seem sustainable. Cowboys, on the other hand, head into a stretch of their season today. They open up against the Browns at home today. They play that game, and the Cowboys have got to go on a little bit of a run. It's a cute little story to be 1-2 and two and to be in first place in the division. That is a cute story. But you've got the Browns and the Giants the next two weeks at home. you got to turn 1-2 and two into 3-2. and two. And you have to show you're absolutely legitimate. You got a couple games with Washington, another game with the Eagles coming up. The Cowboys want to show that they're just not the least ugly girl at the prom. You know, or the least paunchy guy in gym class. They've got to show that. And they got to show it starting today. Interesting, again, that we hit that problem with the Saints that we talked about a little earlier with Matt Chatham. Michael Burton had a positive COVID test on Saturday. Then they retested him and they found out he tested negative. And they did the contact chase, the contact tracing. And they found out that all those tests were negative as well. Interesting. So now they're going to do another point of care test on Burton and he will be allowed to play on Sunday. These negative tests are a problem. And they're a problem for the sport. Because you think you know what is coming. You think you know. But then you don't. You think you can believe a test. But you can't. We're talking over 100 false tests. That have come together in the NFL. Over 100. And at one week. Now, I do not believe that is the case with Cam Newton's test, by the way. I don't believe it's going to end up being a false test. But if it is, the NFL's got a, a problem on their hands. They got a big-time problem. Because you have to be able to believe these tests. If we're going to be ruled by the test, and we're going to be finding a test that, uh, you know, that, that we're supposed to be accounting for games, the network TV money, accounting for games, they've got to find a way to get these test protocols and everything to be a little bit better. And the NFL announces that they will hold an emergency conference call tomorrow. And they're going to get teams together and they're going to say, hey, here's what we believe. Somebody's broken protocols with the Titans. There are protocols that are being broken, and it can't happen. It can not happen. So we'll keep an eye on it all week long and enjoy the games today very, very much. All right, baseball, as I said, Divisional series this week. You want to know? Tampa Bay is going to beat the Yankees. Pitcher-friendly park, Tampa Bay beats the Yankees. The A's and the Astros. The A's are the better team than the Astros. The A's are going to go to the American League Championship Series. I think it's going to be the Rays and the A's. The divisional series, I think the Braves will take care of the Marlins, and I think it'll be harem Scarum. I don't think it's going to be easy, and I think it's going to be a nail-biter the whole way. And the Dodgers and the Padres will play five games where the Dodgers will be victorious on the strength of just having more starting pitching, and the Padres' bullpen will be worn out by the time it happens. So Dodgers, Braves, A's, Rays, those will be the final four when we talk next Sunday morning here on the John Kincaid Show. And by this time next week, we will have crowned a champion in the NBA. And we will see that uh, it is going to be an interesting affair for the Los Angeles Lakers to celebrate a championship. And I said it to you before, and I'll say it one more time. There's going to be a lot of the hot take artists that are going to step up and say, hey, 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 hey. You got to, you know, LeBron won this championship in a year that they were playing in a bubble and it's not really real. This isn't real. We got to Guess what? It's real. It's real. It's a real season. It is a real season. And what the Los Angeles Lakers did to win a championship this year cannot be discounted. And more importantly, it should not be disrespected. Everybody, everybody ended up in the exact same spot. Everybody had to overcome the same challenges. Nobody had a big advantage here. Nobody had a big advantage. So here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. Show a little respect. Show a little respect. Don't just be coming with the lame old, well, it's a pandemic, and try to make up another excuse for LeBron. You don't have to be Skip Bayless. If you're a talk show host and that's your take, you don't have to be Skip Bayless. There's only one of them for a reason. Nobody else wants to be. That's my theory. You'll have to check it out. Except on payday. That's a nice time to be that. Anthony Pierno's done a fantastic job at Tony Pierno on Twitter. He's always awesome. Thanks to Seth Canner, too. And thank you to you for being a part of this show every single week. It's The John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. Let DA entertain you next. Here on the
3: network.